Hello, faithful listeners. This is Pastor John Clowder from Faith Lutheran Church here in Forest Lake, and we are so glad that you are listening online to our online podcast. Welcome you to worship anytime on Sundays at 9 a.m. or 10.30, and thanks for being here. Thanks for participating in worship with us as we look forward to the week ahead. A gospel reading from the 19th chapter of Luke. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through it. A man was there, a man there was named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not because he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him because he was going to pass that way when Jesus came to this place. He looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried down and was happy to welcome him. All who saw it began to grumble and said, He is gone to be the guest of one who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Look, half of my possessions, Lord, I will give back to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay back four times as much. Then Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek out and save the lost. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. Grace and peace to you, my friends in faith. I want you to imagine this scenario. Might hit a little close to home. You've entered a room. There are two people who are talking, and as soon as they make eye contact and see you, they suddenly get quiet, maybe a little awkward, and then all of a sudden they refuse to even look in your direction. What are the reasons that this could happen? No, I mean, I, serious. Like, why might that happen? They're planning your surprise birthday party. Awesome. Always looking for the positive. I love that about Deaconina. What could be some other reasons why? Come on, you know it. You're, no one's making eye contact with me right now. They're like, oh no, this is awkward. Why? They're trash-talking you. Yeah, they're gossiping. Did you hear what they just did? Maybe it's something along those lines. But usually, if you walk into a room and all of a sudden it gets quiet and they don't want to talk to you anymore, they were talking about you. I can imagine this is probably what Zacchaeus' life entailed. Moments upon moments of walking to a room and everyone being like, I don't want to talk to you. You know... His life to this point, when we catch up with him in Luke's gospel, uh, probably hadn't gone too well. Nobody wanted to talk to Zacchaeus. Nobody wanted to let him in on the secrets. Nobody wanted to spend any more time with him than they, ab- than they had to uh, absolutely necessary. Because Zacchaeus was probably seen by his entire community as a sellout. He was a villain. No, he wasn't just the tax collector of the town. He was like the chief tax collector. The guy who was so in cahoots with the Romans that to make his money, he had to take from the top so that he could pad his coffers. Small in stature, maybe, but that didn't stop him from rising to power like Lord Farquaad. I'm guessing that Zacchaeus here 
doesn't really have any true friends, probably doesn't have any real genuine relationship with anyone, probably felt very isolated, alone, cut off from society. And you, you might be thinking to yourself, well, yeah, he made those choices. Hmm, okay. But Zacchaeus, you know, with, with all this wealth and money, you, you might be thinking, well, was it worth it? Nobody likes you. He'd show up, he'd tell you what you owe, and you would pay what you could, but maybe you need to make future promises to him about future payments if you were a little short this month. You know, in a, in a business focused on people, I can imagine that Zacchaeus felt very isolated and lacked genuine friendship and relationship. He was likely very unethical, a cheat, and greedy. And in our hearts, I think we might be thinking, yeah, he deserved to be alone. Now, what if you're in the same room with Jesus? And all of a sudden, Zacchaeus walks in. What is your instinct if you're talking with Jesus? You're going to get really quiet, aren't you? Oh, we don't want to talk about Zacchaeus. Now, imagine you're sitting there. And not only does Zacchaeus come in and Jesus sees him, but Jesus isn't in on the bit. He forgets that it's a, like he starts talking to Zacchaeus. You kind of want to like elbow him like, Jesus, knock it off. Jesus, stop talking to him. He's the bad guy. He's our enemy. We don't talk to Zacchaeus. It's like, come on, Jesus, get a clue. not what Jesus does, is it? Think about how frustrated those people who are with Jesus that day are feeling. When Zacchaeus all of a sudden gets called down out of that tree and Jesus says, I'm going to your house. Put yourself in their head. Zacchaeus is going to use my hard-earned money to feed you? To care for you? I mean, it's bad enough that I've given all my money to Zacchaeus. Now he's going to use that and get even more extravagant? Just you wait, Jesus. After you leave, he's going to come around and ask for more. Sorry, Jesus, you crossed the line. Can't go for this. Zacchaeus is rotten, and Jesus notices that. Yet it's when Zacchaeus is invited to show Jesus hospitality that we see genuine repentance and his eyes are opened and he's aware. He follows Christ and he sees what he must do. I think it's often lost on us that Christ is the one who forgives our debts. And here we have Zacchaeus who, without being explicitly told, he just gets it. He understands that he must forgive the debts of others. The ones that he's cheated, that he's swindled, that he's profited from. Not just a cute story about some guy up in a tree. I mean, this is actually a graphic example of God's grace for each and every one of us. For when we're the ones walking in the room and everything gets quiet, 
or for the times when we're the ones who see someone that we don't want to talk to and we get quiet. This is a story for all of us. If we're up that humans to determine who was in and who was out, our judgment, let's be honest, would be a little biased, wouldn't it? We'd probably be quick to exclude those whom God has created and loved. Yet, God loves us anyway. God calls on us, each and every one of us, to use our gifts for the sake of the world. God isn't expecting us to be perfect. Thank God. We aren't supposed to have it all figured out and then react and go out and make a difference. We're a work in progress. Even those times where we might turn inward and those times where we don't trust that God is the one actually leading the way, that's where God is seeking us the most. Jesus won't abandon us, even when we think we deserve to be abandoned. Now, here's the trick. Living this way, it can be quite the change. It's a life changer for Zacchaeus, isn't it? The transformation of Zacchaeus is nothing short of a miracle. And so here we are, Reformation Sunday. You know, this is that convenient yearly reminder in the church that change is important and change is inevitable. Okay, that's nice, but it's also the day before Halloween. What if, what if we reframed the Zacchaeus story with Halloween in mind? Now, Zacchaeus isn't wearing a a costume and going trick-or-treating, but he's certainly not a welcome figure. Just imagine the, like, scariest Halloween costume you could possibly imagine. That's Zacchaeus, okay? And Jesus is showing us maybe a new way to look at Zacchaeus. Halloween is a day when strangers come to us. They're beautiful, ugly, odd, or scary. Yet, we accept them without question. And we compliment them. We treat them with kindness. We even give them candy. Why don't we live like that every day? Except with the candy thing. Don't give my kids candy every day, okay? This is uh, an elder in the Methodist church who suggests this. Why don't we live like all of our neighbors, the friends that we're sitting next to today, but also the Zacchaeuses? in our lives, the ones that we kind of get quiet for when they walk into a room, the ones that make us squirm a little bit, the ones that we don't want to make eye contact with, you know them, come on. What if we lived like that neighbor mattered too, and we knew God loved them? Oh man, but it's almost an election, Pastor John. I can't do that for two more weeks. Do it. Imagine the peace and calm Upon your heart. If you could see each other as fellow pieces of God's abundant and loving creation. Why don't we live like that every day? Amen.